I have these certain ways of embarrassing myself in front of large crowds, but that's no mystery because I, I always blame uh, dyslexia or the COVID brain or something, but you know, this world is filled with such wonderful mysteries. A little mystery in life can sometimes reveal something that is so beautiful, and I had a little mystery that happened to me just a couple of months ago. As I was stopped at a stop sign in front of my house, there was one of the most beautiful yet mysterious flights of birds that I've ever seen. There were these three large birds that were flying kind of in a strange pattern but it was up against one of the most beautiful skies that I've seen in a while back where I live. But that wasn't the mystery. The mysterious part was as the birds were flying, the bird in the center just kept disappearing and then reappearing, that they were close enough to where I could see them easily, but they would disappear. They weren't going behind any clouds, behind any trees. They would just disappear off the face of this earth and then reappear within seconds. I'd never seen anything like that in my life and so they would circle around and the mystery would just deepen. Each time they would pass, one of the birds would just disappear. This defied logic as far as I'm concerned, but I just kept watching. Eventually, as I studied that pattern, I had kind of a better understanding of what was happening, and I was able to kind of make peace with this entire episode, but it was still a mystery. We've all had situations like this, I'm sure, in life where there was some mysterious works that were happening and we weren't able to fully understand what they were. And sometimes we would just accept it and move on, almost as if it was supernatural. Well, true Christians, it is the love of God that helps us understand his triune God, the Trinity. And so today is the solemnity of the most holy trinity as we reflect on the character of God as expressed in the foundational understanding of three equal divine persons in one God. Ooh. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The mystery of the most holy trinity has got to be one of the most confusing subjects that a human can wrap their head around sometimes. In fact, it took many centuries before the church theologians could agree on the dogma of the trinity. Yet, today, we still just kind of scratch our heads as to how three distinct people can be one. Sometimes to illustrate the three-in-one, some people have used uh, a three-leaf clover or maybe water in a solid, a gas, or a liquid state to help 
others to understand, but the leaves are still one clover and the frozen solid gas and liquid, all of that stuff, it's still H2O. But our God is different, and I'll try to break it down in the most simplified way that I can possibly do it. I am a simple man, so just hang on to your seats. What we mean when we say God is a trinity is that he is, it's one divine nature, one divine substance. And a substance or nature is what something is, what something is. God is Trinity exists in three persons. A person is who someone is. In our experience, one human person each possesses one human nature. A husband and a wife, no matter how closely united they may be, are still two separate beings. Now, don't get this confused with the sacrament of marriage where the two become one. In God, however, three persons possess the same divine nature. If you were to ask each person in the Trinity who you are, each person would answer something differently. I am the Father, I am the Son, and I am the Holy Spirit. But if you were to ask each person who you are, you would get the same answer from each person. I am God, not I am a God. Rather, each divine person while not identical to the other divine persons, is one in being with the other two divine persons. As, and they are fully God. See, mystery solved, right? Not a lot of enthusiasm out there. The word that we use to describe this in the Nicene Creed is consubstantial. While we say in the Nicene Creed that the Son is consubstantial with the Father, it's also true that the Spirit is consubstantial with the Father and the Son. So where one is, there also are the other two. Now the Trinity is the core of our creed. We profess belief in one God in three distinct persons, creator, redeemer, and sanctifier. This belief doesn't really come easy for most. It defies logic. But luckily our goal of faith is not to solve mysteries, but to be in relationship with our deeply mysterious, ever-loving God who reveals God's self in incredible and unexpected ways. But unfortunately, many don't believe in God at all. Can you? I can't understand this. Every year, pollsters, they survey public opinion and ask, do you believe in God? And this year, 
Well, about 30% of Americans, that's almost 100 million, don't believe in God at all. But even for unbelievers, well, we know that they have some type of God, and that's with a little g, and that God is what answers their life's ultimate questions and desires. There are gods of pleasure and comfort and even the almighty dollar, but some believers also believe in humanity as their god. It's kind of humanism. Maybe the pollster should ask the question, in what kind of god do you believe? But for true Christians, no God of gold or pleasure or humanity should ever suffice. The gospel reminds us today that all the Father has and all the Son has, and in turn, all the Holy Spirit will declare to his disciples is of the whole Trinity. The more deeply that we ponder and absorb this revelation of God, the more we will love him. And the more we love God, the happier we will be. We were created in order to love God. Simple as that. Whenever we do what we were made to do, we experience meaningful and fulfillment in our lives. So, the more we love him, the more fulfilled we will be. But in order to love him more, we must know him better. An old proverb says, well, you cannot love what you don't know. To use a kind of crude example, someone who has never tasted beignets from Cafe Du Monde or what's the other place? Um, the well, we'll just use Cafe Du Monde. Beignets with a lot of just powdered sugar on them. They can't say, well, I love beignets with a lot of powdered sugar on them. But if that same person has experienced a basket just filled with hot beignets with that beautiful powdered sugar right on them, just right out of the fryer, then he knows what it is and he can say, I love beignets with powdered sugar on it. If we know who God is, if we go beyond vague, fuzzy ideas and really get clear views of his glory and his goodness, it will stimulate our spiritual taste buds and stir up our love this is the reason that God has revealed himself to us. He wants us to know him because he wants us to love him. So today on this feast of the blessed Trinity, we need to ask ourselves, how well do we know God? Have we become satisfied with the bare minimum? Or are we striving to know him better? Do we know him better today than we did a year ago or five years ago or even 20 years ago? 
The more we know God, the mysteries of the Most Holy Trinity will become clearer as God reveals himself to us. So today when we profess our faith in God, let's really mean it and let's ask God to stir up our desires to know him better and to love him deeper because if we really want to do so, he will gladly show us how to do so. The Most Holy Trinity may always be a mystery in our minds because of our human nature, because it won't allow us to sometimes comprehend the complexities. But somehow I unraveled that mystery of that one bird who kept disappearing from my sight only to reappear. The reality was that this one bird wasn't a bird at all. It was a huge floater in my eye. And every time I would blink, the floater would kind of move and then it would come right back as I'd look at the birds. The simple way to define Trinity in three words, and this is all we need to know, is that God is love. That's all we really need to know, and everything else will fall in place. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.